It's the 88th episode of the Elite Cosplay Podcast. I'm Holly. And I'm Kevin. And we have Laura again. Hello. Hey, Jinx Cosplay. How's your, how's your, how was your weekend? It was good. It was spent recovering from AX mostly. Oh, I know. This, like, well, AX was on such weird days, like, coming back to the real world in the middle of the week was so odd. Oh, I know. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's already Friday. Okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, so let's talk about AX, because this was your first ever anime expo, and I want to hear from a noob's point of view. <laughs> a first-timer. A first-timer. Noobs. I don't know. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it, but I ended up really enjoying the programming, and I, I, I made a good call on not bringing any, like, too difficult to wear cosplays i enjoy being able to walk around and be really mobile and for the most part be relatively comfortable in the weather yeah your uh your persona 5 outfit was like perfect for la oh yeah (laughs) although it was kind of weird going out to dinner in it after (laughs) i know but everybody liked it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah there was a lot of persona cosplay and there was a lot of love for persona this year so that was a lot of fun yeah it just came out though right like a couple months ago the game came out i want to say in april in the u.s okay yeah so it was still it was very fresh with people yeah. right i saw someone walking around as like the menu screen or something is that what that was oh the the battle menu the yeah battle we menu. posed with that we saw them and we, and we posed with them it was a lot of fun <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I was. That's good to hear because I was. I was worried. I mean, I know you had some to do things on your list, uh, but I was like, I hope she likes it. <laughs> I talk it up a lot, so. I um. actually didn't have too much on my to do list. I kind of just let the people that I was with, like they all had their schedule set, and I kind of just was like, "So what are you up to? Okay, that sounds cool. I'll go with you." <laughs> so. It ended up not being too stressful, uh, but it was a lot of fun, and I got to see most of what I wanted to see, so that was good. That's good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got to see a lot of things. Um, Kevin and I had bad luck with yes. that aspect, but that's okay. <laughs> we just, we're just bad at lines. Well, it was because there were, I think, two different rooms during the con that they were not clearing after each panel. yeah. Oh yeah, so I believe if that's you what you ran in, into, right, yeah. with the Overwatch panel. Yeah, the Overwatch panel. So that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, the Overwatch panel line was like ridiculous, anyways. But uh, yeah, if people weren't clearing for the thing beforehand, then everybody was just screwed. <laughs> right. So that's what we ended up. We actually ended up taking advantage of that because we. I mean, all the information for Anime Expo was so hard to find. It really. Is. But we found somewhere it, it was showing two different rooms that were not going to be clearing during the convention and so we saw that that room was one of them and so we actually sat in for the entire attack on titan panel that was going on before the yuri on ice panel and then once that was over we just ran up to the front and we were in the second row for the yuri on ice panel (laughs) which was a that was a popular panel i think Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was it was kind of like a last minute addition oh, to okay. AX, I think. Like they didn't announce it until like a week before. Like I was not planning on bringing a Yuri on Ice cosplay, and then they announced that, and I was like, "Well, I'm yeah. changing my lineup again." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. so they had the it was the co creators of the show, Sayo oh, yeah. and Kubo. 
That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, there, so there was a long line outside. I feel bad for the people who ended up uh, who not who didn't know that they weren't clearing the room, so they were waiting yeah. outside during the Attack on Titan panel. Whereas we just sat through it. We weren't paying too much attention, but yeah, the only thing that I mean the the Overwatch thing was our fault because we were a little naive with the timing. But uh, the only thing that made me mad was I wish there was just like we wanted to go to an eighteen plus panel, and you know we're you know, 10 years past 18, so <laughs> we don't think about it anymore. And uh, there was no, like, I mean, it said 18 plus, but there should have been, like, a star, like, you need a wristband for this or something. Like, I didn't see anything like that in the, like, information, so we had no idea that we needed, like, a 18 plus wristband that you can only get at the convention center. And, like, th when we finally went and got one, the dude didn't even, like, look at our IDs. He was just like, give me your arm, and gave me a of a wristband. Well, we had to walk back to the convention center and get the the thing. Yes, but but I mean we were flashing our IDs to the lady at the door and she's like I can't read that and I was like what are you doing there? All you're looking for is this stupid wristband and we walked yeah and that's when we, we walked back. It took back. us like 20 minutes to get to the convention center and walk 20 minutes there and back and then by the time we came back they were like we're not taking anybody anymore and I was like yeah. you guys suck. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's so annoying. I know. <laughs> especially especially when the kid at the booth like didn't even give a shit about the wristbands. I was like, yeah. ah, I hate everything right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the, I mean, so the only, I guess, the general drama with AX was the line on, on day one. Well, I think it was a little bit on day two as well, right? A little bit. It was a lot better, though. Yeah, it was not a four-hour wait. Yeah, it was. And then as 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 the days went on it was like almost non-existent but day two was like half like not even half of what day one was i don't even like because you didn't you were there a little early right you didn't have to wait as long i picked up my badge on oh you pick on negative, negative one. one so i didn't have to wait in the badge pickup line yeah but what but... about the con line the Oh, getting in, I didn't time to see how long it would take to, us to get in, but on day one, we were trying to get in, uh, my friend and I were going to go into Artist Alley right when they opened mm -hmm. at 10, I want to say, yeah. so we were trying to get in, it was like 9 or 9.30, and it took us a good while to get in, but we ended up going into a side entrance, it was just, it was total chaos at the main entrance. Yeah. The line made no sense. There were no, like, markings as to where the line was supposed to be. It was just a total, like, clusterfuck of people. So I don't know how they managed that, but... <laughs> I guess I should explain for people who don't know what it is. So there's there was a, you know, a line, a big line to get the just the ticket, which that line fluctuates every year. It's usually pretty long, so that yeah. wasn't surprising to me. Um, yeah, it's there every year. It's there every year. And most people, a lot of people will get their stuff on day zero. So, like, day one's typically not as bad, but it was bad this year. But this year, I think due to the Phoenix Comic Con stuff with the guy trying to attack police with weapons, <laughs> uh, this year they added metal detectors to the main two entrances of the uh, convention center. Right. And they made. And they were doing bag checks. They were doing bag checks as well. And they made. In both entrances, the lines, I think people were waiting four to six hours just to get into the convention center. Not the tickets, but just to, they already have their ticket and badge, and they are waiting that long to just get into the con. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize it was just to get into the con even. Yeah. yeah. So there was the ticket line and that was separate. And then there was the con line that wrapped all the way around the Staples Center and like looped in on itself and then like went. <laughs> it was it's crazy. crazy though, because you could find other entrances and get in relatively quickly. Yeah. Kevin and I went in the back. It was like a back way back. It was like a backside entrance and there was no security. We just walked right in and people were waiting for hours. It was crazy. I, I, <laughs> I felt the bad. whole entrance and exit thing was so confusing to me this year. I don't know how it normally is since this was my first one, yeah. but especially exits. I feel like oh, yeah. I would like learn where I should exit the building, and then they, the next time I would try to exit, they would change it. Like, no, you can't exit this way yeah. anymore. It's not normally like that. Usually you can enter and exit wherever you please. Like, we've never been like told years before we've never been told to like oh you can't exit this way please exit on this other side door or something like that like it's always just been like in out uh so yeah this year was weird because they had like those those like gates set up so you couldn't like enter or exit a certain way and they had like the they had you know the staircases taped off which was really dumb because someone could just walk up and slap them down yeah (laughs) it wasn't even it was all might have done that at one show. point. You did you do? <laughs> well, they were okay. They were already slapped down. The tape was there, but they had already been kind of destroyed. Yeah, that's how we. Got that's in how we got in because yeah. someone had already slapped it down, and Kevin and I were like, "Meh." <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was a really messy. I, I feel like Anime Expo does this every year. Like they'll make a really big mistake. And people will get really mad at them and then they'll overcompensate for it next year and fix it and make it really good but then they'll make a huge mistake in a totally different area so like right. last last year it was like the printers. the artist alley no oh was that the printers the year before? no that was the year before yeah so okay. like last year was the artist alley they messed that up it was in the garage it was really narrow there was it was hot like if you went down there you would like insta sweat and all this stuff and so everybody was like yo you guys gotta fix it and they fixed it they did a good job with the artist alley this year it was still in the garage but it was way better and then yeah, you know, say, i don't remember feeling like it was overly hot or anything no like that. yeah they really i don't know what they if they changed anything or if uh, in terms of the temperature but they definitely fixed it this year and years prior like they used to not have coverings for lines and people would pass out so now they have coverings so they they always make like this one huge mistake every year and it's always something different and then they fix it and then (laughs) and then and then something else happens it's every year all the time any predictions for 2018 i I was thinking about that before we went to x i was like man last year they really fucked up with the artist alley and i was like i wonder what's it gonna be this year i definitely would not have predicted that it would take people four hours just to get into the con i only saw one passed out person in oh, line. we saw one pass file person on day one waiting in line to get into oh, the car. No. <laughs> yeah. But that yeah, the was ambulance coming everything. Yeah, the ambulance were there. There's always there's always a a uh a passed out person at AX. Yeah. I oh yeah drink water at cons. I know, that's it's seriously. I and I don't but I had never seen that at any other like hot temperatured cons. It's always at AX. I think people get excited. Or people come to it. Yeah, not they come to it not, it. not expecting the way. I don't know. I mean, it was, it was, thankfully this year it wasn't too hot uh, compared to years prior. It was like high 70s, low 80s. Yeah, it's the coolest one. Yeah. So it wasn't, it could have been way worse, but yeah, people really need to bring their water bottles with them. Especially uh, the hotel you and I stayed at, Laura, or 
we all stayed at had free water bottles so oh they did in the rooms they gave you mini yeah. water bottles <laughs> too many ones oh right, right, right i mean they're not it's not great but it's something <laughs> free you know or you can always just tap water i guess uh yeah so well i'm glad i'm glad you had a successful ax though i was worried i was like i don't want her to think it's horrible <laughs> Oh no, I'm definitely, if I can make it next year, I'm definitely going to. Yay! Yeah, it was fun. And I'm glad we all got to hang out as well, so that was fun too. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so, other than AX, um, last week we talked about the uh, simplicity pattern kind of drama stuff. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that with the hat that the Lolita yes. girl. Um, so... Uh, Kimi Dory cosplay emailed me this morning. Uh, you guys should follow her if you don't. Um, and she had just listened to the podcast, and uh, she had a, like a little thing to add about the this the quote like stealing of the of the hat and making a pattern from it. Um, she said, "I can, I guess I'll just read it all." Because I, if I, I think if I chunk it out, it's gonna be weird. Uh, she said, "My understanding is that in the fashion industry, it's fairly common practice for brands to take apart existing designs in order to modify/slash create their own versions of popular trends. According to others, that's just the reality of having your product on the market and available to both consumers and rival companies. I think the difference here, though." is that if Simplicity were a clothing brand that simply sold a knockoff version of said Lolita items, it would have been considered common practice. The reason for the rage is that Simplicity essentially made money off of selling blueprints of the popular items to a niche group that can effectively sew, thereby taking away business from the original designers. Especially uh, for some of these more complicated patterns, it feels as the as though someone just stole a mom-and-pop shop secret family recipe and published it in a recipe book. Because as a consumer, why spend money on the food if it's easy slash cheap enough to make it yourself? Um, I think we didn't we didn't really bring up that aspect of it when we spoke about it uh, last time. Um, and I think she makes a really good point, like, like kind of comp the, with the with the food analogy, like if you have the top secret recipe to like your favorite like restaurant or something and you can make it at home why would you why would you go back to the restaurant almost you know especially if it's like way cheaper so why why spend you know i think the hat was 30 dollars. why spend 30 dollars on a hat when you could buy the pattern on sale at joann's for two dollars <laughs> And the fabric for you know ten or something. Yeah, there's still labor costs and things like that associated with it, right? I mean, I can see that argument, but I mean, fabric costs and um, the time you're going to take to make it—that's thirty bucks right there. Easy. <laughs> yeah, but then you could make it over and over again for like your friends. You know what I mean? The pattern cost is a one-time. Yeah, I guess. Cost. But the, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true, but I think that if you're someone who would buy a pattern for something like that, then maybe you wouldn't be as inclined to... To buy the product itself? To buy the product anyway. There are some things that, you know, I could make myself, but I don't feel the need to, or I don't, you know, feel excited about making it, yeah. so then I'll buy it. Like, 
I could make a school uniform cosplay, but it's it's not interesting to me. So if I want to do one of those, then I'll probably just order it on Taobao or something. You're, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I can see both sides, but I feel like a lot of people like if they were like if they were going to make it, then they would have found a way anyway. Sure, like trying to trying to figure it out themselves. It depends on how complex the pattern is, though. You know, like if it's something that was really difficult to figure out and then maybe people are like, well, you know, now that I can see how to make it, then I'll go ahead and just buy the pattern and do it myself. Whereas maybe, you know, they would have bought it because it was too complex for them to just, you know, deconstruct in their mind. I think that's what Kimi Dori was saying. She, I think she was saying on the, on the, um, more, the, the more difficult ones. Yeah, that, um, that I totally get. Yeah. Cause especially if you want it, you don't want to take the time to figure it out. <laughs> Sometimes that's the longest part, is just it's figuring just, out how to make it. Yeah, reverse, reversing it, yeah. So, no, I totally, I think she brought up a good point, because we, we kind of were more cut and dry about it, I think. Um, and thinking of it more as, like, a, a fashion case and not as a pattern case. Right. Right. Way. Yeah. But I just wanted to read her email. I thought it was very interesting and uh, brought up a good point, because I definitely, um, if I can find a secret recipe to my favorite restaurant, I'm gonna make it. So. <laughs> if you can. If I can, yeah. If it's available. Um. So I yeah, I definitely see that. Um. Also, uh, we all know Otakon, which is a very large uh, East Coast convention. It's about to happen. I think it happens in early August, so, um, it's starting soon. Um, last night. <laughs> They posted uh, an alert on their website and all their social media, um, and I will read it to you because I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, it says, It has come to our attention that an outside party has set up a pirate housing website, Otacon2017.org. This website was in no way associated with Otacon or Otacorp Inc., uh, our exclusive and official housing provider. We have taken all efforts to shut down the site as soon as we found out, but we cannot determine if any reservations were taken. If reservations through this site will be honored, or if... Sorry. We cannot determine if any reservations were taken, if reservations through the site will be honored, or what may have happened to any information that they may have gathered. If you did not receive a confirmation email that looks like the one at the end of this message, or if you have any doubts on your reservation's validity, please contact us immediately at blank uh we we are very sorry that this happened but we're glad we caught it our members are important to us because we are also fans blah 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 blah. so someone set up a fake otakon website took people's information for housing <laughs> um and i don't know how long that was up it's it was uh i saw this last night and it was uh down when i checked on it so they took the site down really quickly um but i'm i'm curious hopefully nobody did give their personal information to that website it's kind of scary it is because <laughs> it's a it's a dot org so it looks a little more official i guess and i assume i wish i could have seen it because i assume they copied the the you layout can. i want you to load it up in uh, wayback machine you think wayback took a screenshot yeah, of wayback it Wayback usually is pretty good about all it. all right i gotta look something up on my computer but yeah i mean it's not that hard to buy a domain like i'm pretty sure if no, I, I, to, I could it's... buy anime expo 2018 <laughs> bookings.com yeah no it's not uh, you know yeah buying the the domain's not hard it's the how you know how valid did it look 
Yeah. Um, type, type. And was that the only function on that site? That's so bizarre. Yeah, it said they were copying the housing. Yeah, it doesn't. Have, okay. It's too new. I Let think me... I think it was only I think it was up very shortly, and I don't know who found it and who alerted them. They didn't really. I was kind of bummed it wasn't up anymore because I just wanted to see it. But uh, what's it called again? Odacon2017.org. Odacon2017. Yeah. 2017. What? Dot org. That's it. Yep. No, that's not bad. I know. I'm surprised they got Odacon2017.org. <laughs> like I feel like the some places like the big cons need to kind of buy out like the the web sites associated i don't know <laughs> you would think yeah because i know like um you know like video game companies do that like uh or they started to i know i don't know this person personally but i heard of this guy that uh bought like final fantasy 12 or 13 or something at one point because he it was he did it like way back when and knew final fantasy was probably going to keep going to these numbers so he bought it and oh then, wow and then made them buy it from him <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> i wonder yeah that's i don't know stop trying to i don't know why I'm are people no i'm not talking to you i was oh. talking to Odacon. kevin's trying to see if you can find the website but yeah it's even google cache is dumped on it because I don't think it was up that long. Yeah. But always, always double check, I guess, your sources. Make sure that the web address is matching, you know, what the, the official Facebook or the official website's giving you. Not, not, uh, yeah. I wonder how they were spreading that. Because I'm assuming that people weren't just randomly stumbling upon it. Was there like a fake social media that was that, putting out that link that's or? a good that's a good question actually yeah like how if people were finding it how were they finding it like did they hack into like Otacon's like main website and redirect it because nobody oops, nobody on on these status updates which actually surprised me nobody was nobody commented on any of them they shared it it's shared like 200 times but there's zero comments so either Otacon's deleting them or I don't know, but usually people are pretty like chatty about this kind of stuff. Um, what if this was all just made up by Otacon to get people <gasps> to talk about Otacon? Oh my god, it totally is. We're giving them free <laughs> advertisement right now. I they're, knew it. They're not, getting, they're not getting the ticket sales they wanted this year. <laughs> Otacon2017.org is owned by a male person <laughs> that lives in the middle of india so i i don't I oh don't, don't doubt it the web address is an indian web address no it's registered to a person that lives in india it's... we have their email address if you want to call them and talk to them <laughs> or and their phone hello number. i'm doing a piece about otakon why did you make a fake otakon website i mean they, they yeah <laughs> they put stats and everything so i can't find a screenshot but google has the text cached so it talks it's like otakon is a thirty thousand dollars or thirty thousand people blah blah, uh, blah. So they were copying they were copying yeah wow yeah, yeah. I, ew, that's so weird to me well and it's also weird because like i said otakon's in like a month and i think a lot of the housing is probably taken so it's weird that they would set it up so close to the con and be like get a hotel i don't know you're right maybe they were trying to cash in on those people who were trying to last minute get hotels right and they're they so not desperate. paying as close of attention yeah 
that's true that's true well i i just i i mean nobody said anything so i can't i can't vouch for this but i hope nobody felt or you know was a victim to that because if you are you most likely paid with a credit card and you can cancel it so yes <laughs> call your oh, credit speaking card of that i mean going back to ax you know uh the people that only had uh single day badges for day one a lot of them uh, couldn't even get in before the exhibition hall or artist alley closed because they both close at six so a lot of them got in like right before six or right after six um and they wanted refunds for the day because that was like the one day they could go and anime expo doesn't do refunds so a lot of people were uh doing chargebacks but uh oh yeah <laughs> but i guess doing a chargeback because Animex goes through Eventbrite with their tickets, which is, you know, like a third-party company. And I guess if you do a chargeback, Eventbrite will, like, ban you from Eventbrite. So that was a whole situation. Yeah, but... I mean, I guess, you could just probably use a different yeah, email. Yeah, I was going to say, just make I don't a new think they address. can, like, know who you are every time. Yeah, I doubt they have that kind of power. So. But I, a lot of... I mean, I don't... I want, I'm curious how many people actually went through it, but, but a lot of people were claiming they were going to do a chargeback because they couldn't even experience the con basically so. i mean i would if i only had a one-day badge yeah if i only had a one-day badge i'd be really upset yeah <laughs> i mean yeah it, it's you didn't get to do anything you stood in line for half you, your day yeah and then you didn't because a lot of people a lot of people do go for the exhibition hall in artist alley like that's like the main i know it is that's a huge chunk for me personally mm -hmm. <laughs> so same for me i was there to shop <laughs> exactly and you don't yeah and you can yeah like you see things you don't normally see especially in the artist alley like a lot of the i i'm discovering sadly i took a lot of business cards a lot of them don't sell their stuff online they only sell at cons right so it's it's a, a bummer if you were looking forward to seeing somebody it's a bummer for me who wanted to buy stuff post con so if you need business coaching, contact us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was so bad. I was I grabbed all these business cards. I had like ten, and only like two out of the ten people sell stuff online. And I'm like, come on, <laughs> sell me your prints. I'll buy them. Money, cash, <laughs> here. Should have bought them at AX. Much. I know. I guess that's. I guess that's a good way to also sell though, because it's like only at AX. You know, like. This is it. You better buy it. But we need a 36 by 48 of this, and you don't bring that with you. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I, and I don't want to buy one of those, like, Blick, like, poster tubes. And fly on the plane with the poster tube? And fly tube. on the plane and, like, just have the tube. And then probably lose the tube and have to buy another one next year. Because <laughs> I, I, I... How did you get your prints home, Laura? Did you just pack them really carefully? Yeah, I took a risk and I put that I just packed them carefully in my suitcase. Uh, just it, it, I have a one of those hard suitcases. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so I just had it in the bottom and I just you know laid a bunch of like flat stuff on top of it and they all came back fine. But I really don't like doing that and I think next year I'll probably end up bringing a tube. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's obviously the safest way. I know. I was like, you know, we we ended up just I bought some clothes and then some small things, so it didn't really matter, but. I want it. I I always I get really close to buying prints and then I never commit because of, because of that we don't have a hard case we have a soft case so it would get annihilated immediately. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's all I got this well, week, yo. Or you do you have something? About... You got it. Well, apparently this is just something that the two of us, Holly and I, have issues with. Oh no, 
because uh, Laura likes them too. Yeah, I know. We talked well, to her about it though. Well, she likes them. Oh yeah. We are not. We're just alone, and that's we're all. alone exactly. So it, and to fill those in, um, <laughs> so this year's hot item in the artist and the artist alley. What was it last year? I'd say last year's hot item in the artist alley was holographic prints and stickers. Where they have that like dimensional, like sparkly. Maybe I don't remember. I, I don't remember, remember that last year. Everybody had like sparkle, and this year it wasn't as as big. Yeah. Anyway. So this year were the acrylic charms. Every... I love charms. Yeah. Yeah. Laura loves them. Everybody had them. I don't not love them. I just don't have a, a place to put. Yeah. Them. I guess. Yeah. I'll ask you, Laura. Where do you where would you put where do you put your charms? I have a cork board over my computer mm. that I have miscellaneous charms on. Mm. I also have an Eda bag for my uh, Kristoff from Yuri on Ice, all of my Kristoff merch. <laughs> and I'll probably start another Eda bag or two just because I apparently cannot resist charms of my favorite characters. <laughs> they were, I mean, did you feel like there was an influx this year? Well, I wasn't at AX last year. Oh, yeah. Just well, I, just, I guess well, I mean in artist, alley? in, in artist alleys in general, yeah. I guess. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, feel, I don't feel like there's been so much of an influx. I feel like it's kind of normal. Is it? Okay. Maybe it's because we haven't been to an actual con this year. Yeah, AX was the only con we went to this year. I'm trying to... I guess I just don't pay attention. I felt like... And it might have been because Kevin and I were looking for something very... We were looking for stickers. And charms are really close to stickers. <laughs> so, well, like, every time we'd pull up to a booth, I'd be like, Hey, you got any stickers? And they'd be like, just charms. Like, every time. And I'm like, hey, stickers. Well, I mean, the, the charms are basically double-sided stickers sticker. that are stuck to the back of a piece of acrylic. And I'm like, damn it, you have this already. Just give me what I want. <laughs> just make it a sticker. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I didn't notice too many booths selling stickers this year. Yeah. That's true. right. It's uh, I felt like the the stickeriness was a lot less than last year, and I and and I think it's because more people were focusing on charms because I think charms are popular, um, and so it makes sense from like a business standpoint to me, like, because people, I mean, we saw people buying charms like yeah. every, at every booth, it was like everywhere. Um, I just felt like it was more this year, and I don't, I don't know why. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. we had the discussion. Are we wrong, or is everybody else wrong? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but it's probably just no. me. I yeah. noticed this year there was also... I don't, you probably saw them too, Laura. The little character pillows. Oh, yeah. I've never With the iron -on really prints. seen that before. I've yeah. seen it at a few cons before, but I saw a lot more than I normally see yeah. at AX this it's year. It's like a... Not really as... Yeah, like Kevin's like an iron-on... Image on a small on a, plushie on a that's about pillow. the right size. Yeah, a little... Oh, right. Yeah. Not quite a plush, not quite a pillow. Yeah. They were right, it's like plush size but shaped like a pillow. pillow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was interesting. I don't know. I there are definite fads every year in the artist alley yes. and, I, and I enjoy seeing what they are because I'm always like way out of the loop and I'm always like, "Huh? What's happening?" Uh, we we need to find the message board that everybody hangs out on and just figure it out because I I'm found sure... a Tumblr. Oh. It's called How to Be a Con Artist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great Just order name. everything off all the Alibaba, right? Like I need fifty pillows, this with this iron <laughs> image ironed on. Yeah. And then some pores. That's how you make money, man. <laughs> I guess. What? No, no, I'm just thinking. That's how wig that's how cosplay wigs got started. I know. Was China. <laughs> now we need to do a crappy Kickstarter video and say, We like this. And then we made it in America. 
Kevin always gets <laughs> Kevin always gets so mad when he can recognize something from like Alibaba. <laughs> And he's like, they just bought that off Alibaba, and they're just selling it to me for ten times the cost. And I'm like, that's what America was was made on, Kevin. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll 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 have to go back to it next year and see what the fad is, because I felt like it was charms this year, but I want to see if it continues. Yep. I have an OG charm back when before uh, acrylic charms were, and they everybody just made laminate charms. Oh yeah, a laminate charm of a. Fairy tale? Of a reborn character. Not reborn. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Is that all you got, Kev? That's all I got. That's all you got with your thing. All right. Anyways, Laura, thank you so much for coming on again. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was fun. Um, and I'm glad you had fun at AX. So hopefully we can all go back next year. Yes, uh, hopefully. They also, I, I'm just going to add this again. I think they need to put a cap on tickets. I think it's at its maximum now. <laughs> think they need to or improve their efficiencies yeah there's something wrong with that but anyways thank you guys for listening to the 88th episode of elite cosplay podcast if you're in the bay area go to elitecosplay.com slash bay 2017 that's b-a-y 2017 we have a couple spots left for photo shoots we'll be there in mid-august so you should totally email us about it all right uh thanks and we'll see you guys next week Bye. Bye. Bye.